You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask Drone You. As always, my name is Paul, and we have a very special guest, right, Rob? We have a, a very special guest that we are incredibly excited to introduce to you, although I don't know how much of an introduction it is because so many of you already know him. Well, and I think that brings up an important point, Rob, which is we are here to discuss, you know, PJ and expanding Drone U and our props personnel, our flight crew, as you would call it. And I know a lot of you thought PJ was really already on board, and he was, and he was one of our best instructors ever. But Rob, we saw a gift in PJ and his ability to lead and his ability to deliver content from experience. So we're really excited to announce PJ being on board as our director of operations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, PJ, so welcome to uh, your first podcast in quite some time. I think the last one that you did with us was on SAR, and you started it with, I'm a failure. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I guess I'm... Uh... Move from that to a success, I guess, and to the drone use space anyway. Well, I think that it's an important point, right? That we learn more kind of from failure than Absolutely. we do from success. Yep. Agreed. I fail Agreed. every day. So PJ, so, goal. yeah, so tell us more about you. Again, a lot of people knew or thought you were already on board with us. Now you're on board with us full time as director of operations for DroneU and our props platform, which is our enterprise commercial platform for drones, teams and programs. But tell us a little bit about your background, where you've come from and kind of the runway up and until this point. Yeah, sure. So uh, I guess the quick and dirty, um, my background, I've Played at uh, Sprint for a number of years, 18 years in the telecommunications industry as a radio frequency engineer. And uh, actually left that space, corporate world, to pursue a business and uh, I started a drone business because I saw the benefits drone had actually in the telecommunication industry. Unfortunately, at the time, it was kind of a slow adaption. However, um, through that, I've uh, discovered the construction was very eagerly to adopt drones. Uh, into their space, so I spent a lot of time mapping the first couple of years. And, uh, you know, at the time there was no classes for me to take, so it was learn as you went, right? So I've developed my own processes and, you know, companies I worked for identified that, oh, they'd send me on uh, missions that no one's done. Like, oh, PG will figure it out and then it'll document it and we'll reproduce it. So that's kind of where my strength laid is figuring stuff out and trying to duplicate that. That's awesome. Now, you were working for another company before this. Mm -hmm. So what brought you back? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering oh, sure, yeah. um, what, it, what it took. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, pri previous to this, I was working uh, in the manufacturing space, manufacturing drones for the military, tethered drones. Um, and then we saw that there was definitely a, a need and request for additional training. And, and I really that was really my passion. I really enjoyed training people on the road. You know, I kind of got a lot out of that, mm -hmm. having that immediate gratification of, you know, having a student never touching sticks before, taking them through the drone U flight mastery course. And then, you know, a day or two, you know, they're flying our obstacle course doing figure eights. And, you know, it's kind of nice to see that confidence grow in, in such a short amount of time. So I actually got a lot of that, that immediate gratification, enjoyed that. 
Yeah, to that point, uh, as we've alluded to, you've actually been training for DroneU for several years. One of our first, certainly part of the initial group. Oh, yeah. Of DroneU Elite Instructors. Yeah, so you time flies. Kind of you just aged me. Thank you, Rob. Cut, well, hey, I aged myself <laughs> right along with you, PJ. <laughs> Fortunately, we're about the same age. I think he's older than me. No, who's yeah. counting? <laughs> Anyways, um, so you've been training for us for quite a while. Obviously, we've brought you into this more formal direct director of operations role, which we're super excited about. And anybody that has ever trained with PJ just raves about the experience and the way you go about it, the, the respect with which you treat people. There's just so many amazing attributes um, that we hear from other people about you, which is fantastic. And, and many more of you will get to experience that down the road, I'm sure. But one of the things I would really love to hear about from you that sort of goes back to the importance of experience-based training from Drone You and Props, right? that is the tenant of everything that we do is that it's got to be based in experience. Somebody who's teaching you how to do something better have learned the hard lessons that they can share with you by doing it themselves. So I want to know some more about what experience is like. What are some of the, a couple of the most interesting things that you've worked on in industry, not in training? Sure. So I guess uh, in industry, um, so one summer I spent probably... 90% of the time flying a tethered drone mm -hmm. uh, for... Um, Not many people can say that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole summer. And keeping the drone in the air for like four hours at a time was, you know, for the contract. And, uh, you know, I thought flying a tethered drone would be simple, but it actually, it's actually harder than flying, a, you know, an untethered drone, to be honest with you. And, and you may or may not have crashed a couple of them. Yeah, there's a few that I've crashed, but that uh, was not, not user not, error, not, by not the way. Pilot error, that but, was not pilot error. Well, I think it goes to show, too, with, with various types of drone operations like tethered stuff, there's so many nuances just within that particular type of aircraft, yeah, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And being able to respond to emergency situations, you know, that's, I've encountered so many, you know, I, you know, often tell students that it's not a question of if something bad's going to happen during a mission, it's, it's when it's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you got to really prepare yourself for those situations and, um, you know, trying to figure stuff on the fly without thinking about them is not, not the time to do them. So, it's nice to be able to, you know, help students learn from some of my mistakes or experiences, Absolutely. Um, how to handle certain situations, because uh, I haven't faced all of them, but I've definitely faced quite a few. Yeah, it's significantly more, most likely than any of the folks that we'd be training. <laughs> and I think there's another engagement that at least it interests me, and that is just not too far south from here on Pikes Peak. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty cool engagement that you were a oh, part of. Oh, yeah, that was a fantastic opportunity. So a couple of years ago, actually during the pandemic, the Pikes Peak International Race has never been filmed live before. And so uh, we had an opportunity to uh, demonstrate that it could be done. And we you did that with drones. Mm -hmm. um, we created a mesh network on the mountain and we're able to film that live, that race live on the internet. Uh, I was up in the air for 10 hours at a time at around 11,000 feet AGL, or no, wow. MSL. No, yeah, 11,000 feet. Way up there, whatever yeah. L you want to use. 200 feet AGL, <laughs> 11,000 feet MSL. Um, yeah, 10 hours at a time. It was it was a fantastic opportunity. I love to have that opportunity, so. Yeah, and, so some pretty intense stuff that yeah. you've been a part of. And I like just doing, a couple examples. I like being the first to do things and sometimes, uh, 
it works out and sometimes it doesn't. I think it's easy to say that. Yeah, it's uh, a metaphor for life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy to say that PJ has a uh, lot of stamina. So uh, when it comes to drone <laughs> operations. Flyers will get you everywhere, Paul. That, hey, hey, hey. But, you know, coming on board here at DroneU, kind of focusing more on props, the reason, you know, we brought you on board is that we see education um, in a very different way than just about every one of our competitors, of which half we've trained. And we see it that any information that we give out has to be born from experience, right? You have to have lived it. You have to have gone through the issues. You know, we can take that one step further and say, okay, that in multiple types of environments, right? Because you run into different problems. But then there's the second piece of it, which is the ability to deliver that information in a way that's relatable, retainable, uh, you know, not really conflict bearing um, in a way that people enjoy. And so here at DroneU, we were so excited to bring you on board as director of operations to really help scale drone programs through props, but also scale our instruction uh, and our in-person trainings with our instructors. And, you know, a lot of people have said, uh, how come uh, drone use competitors have so many more trainers? And I think this is a great opportunity to help showcase your ideology and how we have really brought that fully on board with you and scaling our own instructors. Sure, yeah. Well, I can't answer the question of why they have so many instructors. Um, I can... It, uh, articulate why drone you doesn't have as many as they do is one of the reasons that the uh, requirements to become a drone you elite instructor is actually very high bar um, you know, not everybody that wants to be a drone elite instructor actually becomes a drone elite instructor right you touch on a couple of points it's not only just having be able to fly a drone you have to be able to demonstrate your experience in that vertical that you're going to be training in right so and communicate effectively exactly and you know I won't pretend that I know everything about every drone mission um you know for example you're a significantly better videographer than i am i'm a black and white engineer kind of guy you know i think in ones and zeros but that's good because then we cover the creative tech uh, the creative vertical and the technical vertical yeah, that's right, right. yeah I, i'm very uh, methodical when it comes to that so on the mapping side that's kind of what my uh my strong point and you know helping uh you know we worked a lot with public uh safety agencies um, throughout my career. So definitely have some experience in that arena as well. So, But as an example, um, there's some folks that you've been working with. So one of PJ's uh, roles here as director of operations is going to be to grow our network of Drone U Elite instructors, right? That's what we call our group of instructors around the country. And there's a couple of gentlemen in particular yeah. who we have come to love and adore, if I may. <laughs> GFY, Rob, GFY. GFY. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, wonderful gentleman from the northeast part of our country. But uh, it's been a long time coming. It, it's something, we've known them for a long time and they're just now becoming Drone U Elite instructors. Yeah, so a shout out to uh, Dave and John from Northeast Drones. They're our most recent addition to our Drone U Elite team. Um, these are gentlemen through, actually, I think maybe it was a four or five years ago, they actually went through our uh, advanced mapping course. And coined the most important term here at DroneU. GFI, <laughs> yep. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, good grateful for you. Grateful for you. Yes, for you guys. so grateful for you. Yeah, so um, 
to help you know expand with our props it, it it's in line with our what we're trying to do right so um with props we have a lot of enterprise customers that require in-person training mm -hmm. and to help add those resources we're bringing in these pilots that have uh, demonstrated their abilities and john and dave have done a lot of really innovative things in new york um, they have great guys uh, even some BV bvlos uh-huh yeah some drone delivery stuff yeah mm -hmm. they've really yeah so these guys are on the BVL. cutting edge of you know yeah. the industry and so we brought them on board and they're going to be training some of our props uh enterprise customers yeah it's fantastic and i think they get just sort of naturally inherently that idea that to be a little bit more entertaining and engaging and enthusiastic during the training helps people retain and learn, right? Yeah. And so those are the kind of folks that we look for. Um, makes me think of Izzy, who's just, uh, we love Izzy, another gentleman who came to one of, he came to experience training. Uh, 18, I think, or was it 19? Oh, the fly-in, you mean? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, the fly-in, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. yes, the fly-in that we had over at Balloon Fiesta Park, and phenomenal dude, and, and we've just sort of stayed in touch over the years and kind of followed what he's doing, and he's checked in with us, and we've been kind of courting each other, right? <laughs> Hope you don't mind me saying it that way, Izzy, but uh, just a phenomenal person also doing a lot of cutting edge stuff within the drone industry with his own business. And he's another one that's gonna be um, on the team here very, very shortly. If, I guess we could probably say he already is, but yeah. um, it's those kinds of folks that uh, I'll just say we require, um, but they're out there. Yeah, and they it's are. exciting. And taking time though, I think is imperative because everyone wants decisive decisions. You know, they want it quick now, tell me yes or now. And it's like, it's like, well, over time, I get to really learn who you are. Yeah. And I get to really learn, you know, the type of person that's really driving everything. And I think that this goes to an important point about PJ and kind of what drives you, because I think that that goes back to the core. And so in an effort for everyone to better understand you, what really does drive you? What is the fuel to your fire? Because I personally have, gosh, we've been to what, four dozen, five dozen trainings together? At least. And I love watching you work with people. And I think a lot of people know that sometimes I can have a short fuse. I will say last few weeks of changing some things in my life that fuse has gotten much longer. But um, <laughs> but I, you work with people in a way that sometimes I find difficulty with. And I think one of the biggest things that we've learned in the modern work environment is it's not exactly what skills you have, but your capacity to work with different types of personalities. You know, and so and so I'm wondering, and I'm sure many of our um, avid followers are wondering, what really drives you? What really fuels you? Why are you here? Well, I mean, you know, in addition to money, <laughs> which drives a lot of things, but, um, you know, I jokingly say to Paul, money doesn't always drive me. It's... Uh, I was going to say, I was pretty shocked you led with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, it. you know, I do uh, get a lot out of helping other people. You know, it's, um, you know, in a lot of my past lives, uh, you know, in, in career wise, not uh, not in other ways. But uh, I've always been someone that has always liked to help people. And, you know, look at any of my jobs. It's 
somehow helping someone, right, in some way, shape, or form, whether it's, you know, in the telecom space, you know, making sure their cell phones work, right? Mm -hmm. in, the, in the drone space, making sure that the customer is getting the expectations and making sure that their operations are safe, right? Because uh, that's a big thing in our industry, right? Safe, because a lot of the missions that we do are, are very risky. Yeah. And so we ve uh, one of the things I like to do is highlight that safety and, you know, make sure that these folks that are, you know, going out there or just starting out understand this is serious stuff. You know, we need to maintain the airspace and make sure we're safe up there. So, yeah, I really like, and like I said earlier, uh, you know, taking a pilot that's never touched the sticks and seeing them after a day be able to do figure eights for an obstacle course is actually pretty rewarding. That transformation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've got a lot of those instances on video and I always enjoy watching them when there's somebody that is doing running the course yeah, and yeah. they have a successful run and the enthusiasm and the cheering and the <laughs> smiles. And so that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's, it's really fun, awesome. It's a fun experience. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you, where do you see the industry going? Where do you see the future of this? That's a good question. I think um, I think in the last few years, we've definitely focused a lot on the like uh, drone service providers, the you know guys like me that started out with a business, right? Well, I think um, you know the enterprise industry or like the large companies are starting to recognize the benefits of drones, right? And they're starting to create their drone programs, some successful and some not. I mean, it's very I think they're seeing that it's very challenging to start a drone program because there's a lot of things that people don't know what they don't know, right? True. So um, that's where props kind of comes in is it, it helps, you know, put a good, good solid drone program together because part of that is training. I mean, um, I think a large part of it is training, right? Huge. Because I mean, if you create the systems of communication, systems of operation, systems of administration, yeah. there's your program. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, prior to the pandemic, I mean, you said earlier, you and I were traveling all over the country conducting these trainings, right? And one thing that, two things actually the pandemic has taught me is one, patience. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's where I learned a lot of my Oof. patience from. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, that, um, you know, a lot of training can be done virtually, right? Um, you know, we recognize that there's a good portion of our training that can be done online, but we also recognize that some of the training we can't just do online. We need to be, you know, put hands on sticks, especially like our flight mastery course and operations course, right? But I think you and I have really seen how the augmentation of those two things makes such a powerful impact in the student's ability to retain information and be able to grow from that point. 100%. I remember there's a, me and Matt were, during the pandemic, we you know, conducted those uh, mapping courses online. And, you know, we tried, you know, we did the uh, data acquisition portion of the course, which as I think you everyone would recognize, it's very challenging to do virtually, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. But um, the online stuff, I mean, some of the classroom stuff was, was fine, but we still needed to your point, augment that, you know, in person. Well, and I think the online training augmented with in-person is the true uh, key to success for scale and rapidly scaling, right? Because when you put someone through an online educational program and you empower the manager to see the statistics of the students, manage the students, see who's field ready versus just says they're field ready, which I know so many managers have run into that issue before. But you can rapidly scale because you can discern, okay, who's taking this seriously? Who's caught the bug? Who 
who is capable of actually conducting this stuff. And you get to kind of weed through people rather quickly and then send the good ones to the in-person training and just skyrocket their confidence. I mean, I think this is practically why we built props is because the revelations that you and I have had during these trainings. And I know, Rob, you've been at a lot of these trainings. Yeah. And there's also a lot of trainings that, you know, you haven't been able to, uh, unfortunately, join us as well. Right. And I think we've learned that having students be prepared just astronomically increases their ability to learn when they are in person. It's like adding a supercharger to an engine. You've got to build the right engine with the right systems and understanding. But once you understand those systems, you add the supercharger and you just boost up that efficiency and productivity. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, a vast majority of the training um, can be done online, hence props. But also, like you said, PJ, we want to sort of funnel people into hands-on sticks time because that's where you go from ultimately zero to hero. Yeah, I like (laughs) it, I like it, I like it. Yeah, and another benefit of the online stuff, you know, we observe that when, you know, we have a big class of students, there's different degrees of learning, right? Some people learn different than others. Some people learn faster than others. With the online training, they can go at their own pace. You know what I mean? Without that stress of, oh, am I keeping up with the class? I think that also helps ramp up some of the students who may not have the technical understanding Mm -hmm. to do certain things and allow them to like, okay, now I get it. And then they come into class and they're just ripping through information. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great point in terms of sort of once you get a group into the in-person environment, the more that have gone through some of the, or as much as the online content as possible, then you can start to level the playing field instead of having this disparity between skill sets. Yeah. Maybe you squeeze it to this, making the in-person time that much more effective. So it can, uh, it's, in the end, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good, pretty good recipe for success. Yeah. So outside of bringing on new instructors, scaling instruction, working with props, who are the type of people that you're really going to be working with and in what verticals? Because I kind of want to end the show by opening up the door for any of you, you know, in construction, engineering, I guess I'm naming the verticals for you. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, things like uh, geospatial intelligence, um, any GIS related uh, stuff, you know, utility inspections, cell tower inspections, power line inspections. I know um, you right now are running a contract for us with one of the largest utility companies in the entire country. Yeah, I absolutely love to have that opportunity to work with them. Um, it's 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 been an eye-opening experience because, um, you know, they're trying to scale their own internal drone program, right? And uh, they recognize that they need training and and so in addition to training, they need documentation. And so that's something else that we've been doing for them is creating manuals on their behalf. A great part of props too, right? That all encompassing comprehensive system, not just training, documentation, again, administrative systems. Yeah. I say these things after thinking about them for so long, but I don't think we do a good job of communicating what it entails, you know? That's my fault, not yours, no, by no, the way. No, no, of course, yeah. So I mean, PJ's like, I just got here. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so we've been working with the utilities, we're working with the telecommunication companies, we're working with public safety. We have our partners at FDNY that have, um, you know, a shout out to those guys too. Um, they're doing fantastic work in that space. 
Yeah, definitely. So who, uh, outside of who you're working with now, who are the type of people that you're going to be focusing on in working with? Yeah, so any like large company that is interested in training a large number of pilots consistently in order to make sure that their operations are safe, they're standardized, mm -hmm. uh, and everybody's on the same page when it comes to expectations, right? They want... Uh, they want to know that everybody's trained. They want to be able to have a snapshot in time of where everybody's at. You know, it's it's a challenge starting a drone program. And, you know, we've seen that. So we've seen ones that have failed too. So many. Too many, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, because it, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to take care of. And, and Props is really designed to kind of help guide them, guide them through that process. So let's have some fun with this before we end. All right. Okay. What is two questions? Number one, what's your favorite thing about Drone You? Okay. He's like, that's not fun. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And what's the number one thing that you despise the most about me? <laughs> Yikes. I said we would make it fun. How long do we have? Hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, well, I mean, you know, in order to have a good team, you've got to have the, the feedback loop open, Absolutely. right? You know, 100%. Yeah. And our business can only be as good as our personal capacities. Communication, baby. Yeah. So well, truth radical be told, transparency. Yeah. 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 So truth yeah. be told, um, my favorite thing is, you know, it still always will be, you know, the in-person training, like getting out there and with other students and, and flying with them, you know. When I'm out there, you know, I, I have to remind myself I'm getting paid for this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to laugh when people, or I always used to be like, find people where they'd say, I really love my job. And I was like, what's that like? Well, <laughs> I'm finally at a point where I can say, I really love my job. I really do. I truly do. Good. Um, to answer your second question, what do I, what was it? Despise? What do you despise the most about me? Despise, um. Or what do you hate about me? Or uh, what do you, where, where do you feel like I could use some improvement? Well, it's, it's PJ, it's been nice having you, buddy. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's kind of a double, uh, double edged sword because there's pros and cons to this uh, characteristic that you have is uh, the no filter. And I say that because on the plus side, it's nice not having a filter because what, when people hear you, they know what's coming out of you is honest, right? So the filter to lie and, and like maybe say something to appease something, yeah, that doesn't exist. So there's no filter there and I respect that and I like that. Um, but on the same side, the filter's not there. So sometimes you could say things that, you know, might not be appropriate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sometimes that'll come across, but- You uh, tired of picking up crap? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I try to prevent it from happening, but sometimes I'm not always- uh... I think what PJ is trying to say is, there may have been some bridges burned and I'm not here to rebuild them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say this. You've been pretty good about rebuilding bridges that we thought were burned and maybe they weren't quite as damaged as we thought. Yeah. So tell me, uh, what's your favorite drone to fly? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, um, you're going to start a fire here with this one, <laughs> depending on how he answers. So Yeah, so I have two favorite drones. Um, oh, no. For, well, I, I, uh, see, it's tough because for work, you know, the Phantom 4 Pro has always been the go-to, right? It's been the workhorse uh, because from a mapping perspective, it just delivers, right? Yeah. It, 
It just delivers. Still a powerhouse. It's still a powerhouse. That's not to say it's the absolute best drone. I'm just saying it's a good go-to drone for everything that I need. It's a great all-in-one. Yeah. That's what I said in my Anafi review is like, it's almost impossible to create a great all-in-one drone like the Phantom. Yeah. And I thought the Anafi did a great job of trying to be an, an all-in-one. It's not quite there yet. I don't think we've seen a single drone that even compares, to yeah. be honest with you. And that's not to say it doesn't have its shortcomings, but like I said, it's it's a good go-to for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the the other drone that I just that's just fun to fly has been the Skydio. Um, just All because. All right, end the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Which one? And this, and you'll 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 see this as you know people talk with me that I don't. Me and Paul don't always agree, which is fine that's because good. if there's one thing I've learned in business, if if two people in the business always agree, one of them is redundant, right? Mm. So um, it's one of them is an ass kisser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and so yeah, it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> so I find so the Skydio two is fun to fly. You know, I have not used the Skydio um, for any you know business related work. That's not to say the X two isn't ready for that, but it's just a fun yeah. fun drone to fly. Well, cool. I, th- I think that there are certain instances where that drone does really great. Speaking of Skydio, you know, yeah. you think of environments like power line distribution centers, absolutely, where you've got a lot of interference already. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, this is where not allowing the pilot to be in control actually is a benefit because when with all of their drones, the pilot, as it's stated in the law, is supposed to have emergency access to the controls at all time, right? But there are certain environments where that might not actually be the best solution. Right, yeah. it might not be the safest solution either, right? That's, yeah, and right. so this is probably the only time that I can think of that prioritizing the autonomy over pilot input is actually a safety thing. Yeah. Because when you're in an environment like a power distribution area, lots of interference, the interference is negated because the autonomy in control so there's no yeah. radio signal to really worry right. about yeah. you know controller doesn't matter and what's quite one question that we always get is hey what drone should i buy well <laughs> most of the answers that i give usually are you know begin with it depends right and skydio x2 is is one of them it, it's a perfect drone for certain situations it's yeah. not the best drone for every situation but you can't say that about any other drone either well, 100%. And, you know, back to your point regarding the Phantom, it's almost like if Boeing were to stop producing the 737, right? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense what DJI is doing right now. And I think they're opening up the door for competition because there's just nothing like that. Everything else they're producing, oh, you, Rob, you want a map? Buy an M300 P1, 25 grand later. You're like, I could buy 10 Phantoms for this, you know? Yep. And that's why I think we're going to see, and I've already actually seen two companies do this now, of like, you know, if you remember the Discovery Channel Monster garage we're gonna see monster hangar where they're literally bringing phantoms back to life and like these old drones that fly like a dream well you can see them already it's probably the only drone period that has appreciated in value seriously good point because i've been we get like you said we get the questions all the time from constituents members listeners whatever about what drone should i buy for x y and z and yes it depends but for most of them, you could just say, get a Phantom. But so I've looked a little bit and they're they're up in price. If you can find one, it's probably gonna re-refurbish and it's probably 50% more than it would have cost new. Yeah. So 
to me, that says it all. What you're trying to say, Rob, at least that I hear, is that us pilots who have stuck to our guns, not followed the YouTube hype machine, are actually making more money because our assets are appreciating even though we get to depreciate them on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was saying that or not. <laughs> I try not to mess with YouTube at all. Uh, People can be sensitive. I'm just, anyway. I'm just saying there's a lot of hype around all these new drones, and they offer half the features. And I'm like, why are you guys so excited? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next most important question, um, what's your favorite dessert? And I'm asking this just in case somebody wanted to send you a little gift. Or if they're at an in-person training, and yeah. they want to give a special thank you to PJ, no, no. there is a way to his heart. What is your favorite dessert? So, yeah, um, my favorite dessert is key lime pie, hands down. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so people that travel it's with me... It's not like I haven't know. seen that on your expense reports a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, at the end of a meal, I'm usually asking, you know, if they have key lime pie, that's usually my go-to dessert. So, yeah, yeah. that's my uh, that's my number one. I'm right there with you. It's good stuff. It's a hell of a good choice. <laughs> well, PJ, we are extremely grateful to have you on this team, this flight crew. A lot of people look up to you. I look up to you as well. I'm still learning, you know, many um, dad jokes from you. Uh, I'm also still learning actually a lot about being a good family man from you, like seriously. And so I will just say from the bottom of my heart, I am so happy. Uh, and I've waited such a long time to, to have you on f uh, uh, full time, full, you know, full board. Yeah, he didn't make it easy on us. No, you sure did not. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're all learning. We're very grateful for you. We are. Same here. Yeah, we're all learning, and we'll continue to learn. Well, on that bombshell, PJ, GFY, we're happy to have you, and welcome to the team. Game on. <laughs> well, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you again for joining us. We actually have a lot of announcements coming up. Our new props programs, we've got um, a new props directors as well that will be under PJ, so we're actually growing his uh, team at scale very quickly. So we're gonna have a lot of announcements. We appreciate you joining us. If you want to meet PJ, maybe you're starting a drone program. Maybe you've had a drone program. You just wanted to work a little bit more efficiently and build confidence in your pilots to create professional, reliable operators that practice safety, that's our props program. You're gonna have to reach out to PJ. You can email him pjk at thedroneu.com if you are interested in working with him and his team, which is growing at rapid scale. So thank you very much from all of us. Uh, Rob, I think we covered it, yeah? I think so. Uh, we're always here if you have questions or like you said, if you wanna meet PJ or get a demo on props or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.